There are many issues that plague youth. The church acts as a safe haven. It provides a place where youth can come together to hear the Word of God. Upper Room Media presents to you this Youth Talk, delivered from Sydney, Australia. Tonight, and especially the, the topic is uh, something that was always running in my mind, and it's good to think together about this. I think the topic is about uh, emptiness that sometimes hit our mind and our hearts to feel empty and we feel, I wouldn't call it depression, but sometimes we feel the purpose of life is not clear and the, the happiness is not uh, filling our hearts and things like that. Um, it's doomed to happen that at one stage you will feel a bit of emptiness. It has to happen. If it doesn't happen while you are used, it may happen when you are old. Because of old age or because of the circumstances of sickness sometimes, losing beloved ones like widows or widowers, they, uh, they feel sometimes emptiness, that I'm lonely. Uh, what is the happiness? Why I'm not happy? What's going what's happening, things like that. So it's, it's a topic that is important to prepare ourselves for it because there's a solution for it. There's, um, we have a treasure as Christian people that comes from knowing Christ that this phenomenon should not hit us. And even if it hits us, we have a refuge, which is our relationship with God. And uh, I'll speak about experience that I saw in people, including monks, including people in their houses, elderly people, sick people, people dying about this phenomenon of emptiness is not in their heart until the last breath in their life they're happy and uh, joyful. So there's a treasure that we should understand that it can happen to us. Um, there's a passage in the Bible that I like to read because it's very relevant and very. It's the end of the book of uh, Habakkuk. It's a famous uh, passage that many people memorize, and I like it very much. The book of Habakkuk is. Um, towards the end of the Old Testament. And I'm speaking about the end of the book, which is chapter 3, when Habakkuk says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there is there will be no herds in the stalls, so all darkness. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, he will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. 
this is written uh, as a song. So I thought to start with this because this is exactly what we expect from God. Though the conditions are very dark, I'm sick, I'm old, I'm losing my business or whatever, still I have joy in the Lord because of the dimension of life in knowing God. However, the Lord likes us to have elements of joy uh, naturally. We are human, having body, having in addition to our spirit. So we need a few things, like observe, for example, that um, the Lord always encourages us to have a family or friends. Even when we pray, we say, our father, not my father, our father. We approach God as a group. And um, there's a song that speaks about how pleasant, how pleasurable is that the brethren dwell together. At the end of this song, it says, there God ordered blessing forever. So that's one element that can support us, that even if I feel empty a little bit, I have friends around me, that it's planned from God that we approach God as a group, and God, even from the Old Testament, when we started the tent in the desert, in the Old Testament, it was the place where God sees his feet. And it's the church, it's the community, the community of love that support each other. It's very important to understand that. So we are a community or family of love that support each other in this phenomenon of emptiness that can hit any one of us. Um, it requires us to be tolerant of mistakes of each other, such that we still can enjoy life together and have happiness and we don't feel emptiness because I have brothers and sisters around me supporting. There's also natural need for comfort and beauty that I can see. And this uh, was implemented with Jesus teaching. For example, many times he took his disciples on the mountain. Why didn't he address them in the synagogue inside the houses. He did sometimes meet them inside houses, but other times he took them on the lake. And many times he took his disciples fishing in the lake, which is very nice if you visit Jerusalem, you know that this lake is very sweet, very nice. So it's nice feeling that is needed, and there's nothing wrong about that on the contrary. If we miss that, then we are not wise. It's very important for you and your family and your children and your friends that to have this type of picnic. Of course, we implement in that prayer, singing to the Lord, reading the Bible. So we don't enjoy anything away from God, but this is supporting for us. And this happened. Jesus, for example, took his disciples once and went to a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Why did he go to the wedding? To enjoy time with his disciples and with his mom. So there is a must for us as Christian people to implement these factors in our life. God likes us to do that. And there are rituals in the church that we have, for example, feast days. Feast days are a chance for us to enjoy time together. You may, if you belong to the Coptic church here, 
you may observe that on specific dates, the monks with the Pope sit on the mountain and they eat special food and uh, they enjoy time. And uh, this is something important. Having holy hobbies, hobbies that are nice uh, is a must. Because sometimes we do this mistake with our children, we don't have hobbies. We don't fish, we don't uh, ride bikes, we don't spend time in picnics. This is a big mistake. Because we need simple type of life and comfortable. Sometimes the big brains grow us from the simplicity of joy. You may remember a couple of years ago, three years maybe, a great scientist in Perth at the age of 103, he decided to kill himself. He didn't like to kill himself, he was advocating euthanasia and he was trying to find a place where he can find help, medical help, to end his life. His children and many grandchildren had for him a very lovely night on his 103 birthday. And uh, they made it very joyful. It was the story, maybe some of you watched it on TV or media. And uh, they cut a cake for him and had songs for him and things like that. He was smiling and the grandchildren gathered around their grandfather telling him, what do you like, grandfather? We do it for you. He said, I'd like to die. The reason is that he had a great, great brain. He was actually once uh, nominated for uh, Nobel Prize. And he was healthy. He was not, at this old age, he didn't suffer disease. But his life was very empty because he doesn't believe in God. I remember once that I needed medical surgery. And I went to a famous doctor, Jewish doctor, asking him to accept to operate on me. And he said, sorry, I stopped. I said, why? He said, who will feed the dog and who will take? He stopped practicing surgery because he liked to take his dog to the beach and start fishing. I actually admire him, yeah. Yeah, this type of center. We, we, we need that, we need this, such that this will not hit us at a certain stage when we become old or so, by not having hobbies. You know, Pope Shenouda had a very beloved group of dogs. And when one dog died, he was overseas, we couldn't tell him. And, um, and Angelus was, at that time, young monk, was looking after the residence of the Pope. He told us that um, when the female dog had little uh, doggies, he left his bed to the dog and was sleeping on the floor. And uh, this is, I think it's wisdom comes from your heart, 
simple things that make people happy. It's really a useful number of people. I mentioned some names, for example. You may not remember these names, people that passed away, passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, a gentleman called the Labib Nawar. Labib Nawar was a very wise man, and in his late years, he was in his early 90s or late 80s, he was um, very happy sometimes. I see him very happy here. I asked him, what's the good news? He said, it's the feast of Archangel Michael. Feast of Archangel Michael make him that happy. Yes, he did all his life around small things that can bring happiness. And this is very important to us. There are a few things that are very important. I remember when Augustine was there in his late 80s. He was very joyful because he had a garden. And they, it kept him healthy and strong because he watered the garden and um, had flowers to decorate icons of the saints and things. And this gives him a lot of happiness in life. I say that because it's important in your age as young people to prepare yourself for these things. It's important. It gives joy and it is biblical because we saw that from the saints and from Jesus himself. But the top of all this is really the joy in Christ. When you understand that the divine, the creator of all can be my friend, I can speak to him and he listens. It's not clear to all of us, but the ones that have this revelation and this secret that the divine can be my friend, I can speak to him and I can take from him support and I trust him. That's the passage that we just said. And if everything is closed in front of my eyes, still there is joy in knowing him. 30 odd years ago, I longed to see a hermit. So one nice priest prepared for me a visit to a hermit living in the desert in Egypt. I went to see him. And uh, I spent with him half an hour. He lived in a cave for 20 years by himself. He was in his 50s. So he's not that young. No medication, no communication, no doctors. And uh, he was extremely happy. He welcomed me with great joy and uh, he said, you are a priest? I said, yes. He said, lucky you, Jeff. And then he tried to offer me a drink, some can that belongs to the 19th century or something like that. <laughs> and uh, the joy that he has got made me think really that happiness is not external condition. There's something from within that my heart is belonging to the Almighty. Friendship with the Almighty is sufficient to make me very happy. This actually top remedy of depression. I may be depressed, I may be stressed, I may be 
losing things on earth. Suffice me to go in a room and the divine, the creator of all, can be mine. I can speak to him. He listens. He does listen. The evidence is something happened. I ask him for something. And the little signs that come to me showing that there's two way communication, not only from me to him, also from him to me. And uh, what joy can happen to me? What is this loss, this world, compared to the fact that the Creator of all, the Divine, can care about me, can listen to me, and can give me joy? This is actually the joy of martyrs. I guess that the majority of you watched the YouTube of um, the slaughter of um, the martyrs in Libya. There's 20 old youth that were captured by Muslim fanatics, and uh, they tortured them 45 days, including robbing them from sleep. And uh, all types of torture. And they give them the chance all your life will be happy if you just deny Christ. And they didn't. And uh, if you watch it, this, it's available. Uh, I don't know, the Muslim fanatic did a favor for us by displaying what happened to them at the time of this Lord. We're very happy. Very happy to the extent that someone said that they must have been drugged. That one. Who will give them drugs? They were very happy. And they were singing. And if you know Arabic, some of them were saying, we are coming to Jesus, we are coming to the joy of coming to Jesus. They accepted to be slaughtered with their own vision. So in the presence of God, there's a lot of joy that we should not ignore. People like experiences or stories. I tell you a, a story of a famous family. They died now, so I can speak about them. It's a man and his wife, after his uh, three children got married and they were living away from home, they decided to sell their house and give half the money to the poor and the other half they subdivided between the three sons. And uh, they lived a number of years renting, and then they got commission house from the government, and they invited me and the Bono Austinians at that time, who were the only two priests of San Juan, to visit them. We visited them, it's luxurious villa, and they paid dollar per month or per week, I don't know per week yes, uh, as part of their pension. And uh, again, they grew flowers, decorating the icons of saints, and top joy, top joy. I have never seen joyful people like them. They lost all the money, they lost everything, and they were like that. And then the man died, and his wife was alone, and she needed nursing home. She said to her sons, I don't like nursing homes. And her mom, we don't send you nursing home, we send you to a hospital. 
It was a nursing home, but she doesn't recognize the difference. And she spent in this hospital, in her opinion, which is a nursing home, about two years. And they told her, Mom, we give you very good news. She said, what? They asked her, how many days mom in the week? She said, seven. Well, then your mom. We have seven priests between St. Mark Church and St. Mary Church. We made an agreement, which we did, that each one of us visit her once a week, and we did. I used to visit her weekly. One of our students used to visit her weekly, and priests from St. Mary. And I've never seen joyful all the days more than this lady. She lost her husband, she lost her money, but she had tremendous joy. Surprised me that the priest come with Holy Communion. This was the joy of the day. She waits for it. She refused to take medication before Holy Communion. That's why we used to rush to give her Holy Communion. And uh, this was a model of how the Lord can feel the heart of Yeshua. I remember once I visited our monastery in a place called Pati, which is limited number of monks there. And a couple of the monks there got very close to me because they were my sons in profession before they joined the monastery. And that team now got close to me. Whenever I go, I take them for a walk around the, the area. One of them was saying to me, look how pleasant is this place. I look around, there's nothing pleasant that place at all. <laughs> and look at this tree, how lovely th the tree is, one of the ugliest trees there. <laughs> but the Lord made him feel that the tree is nice. And, and things happen with them in an amazing way. They have no bank account, they have no connection with the world, they have no transport, they, uh, they live in a small cell and uh, they are very limited in their food to be very strict with their aesthetic life, but unbelievably happy. It's a mystery, it's really mystery how this emptiness in life disappeared by knowing God. There's a nice passage circulating among us by one of the monks, Father Matthew the Poor, whatever scheme. He says that whenever I get glimpses of this emptiness, I rush to the Bible. I spend some time with the Bible. Flood of joy comes to me from the word of God. Does this happen to all of us? Unfortunately not because we are not used to, uh, to see the pleasure. The words of the Bible are charged by the Holy Spirit. They are not just characters next to each other. There is wealth therein that can be absorbed. It's like a bee that can suck the nectar from a flower. If the bee passes by the flower fast, it doesn't get the sweetness of the nectar of the flower. So this is the Bible. When we uh, get used 
to these steps, then really it gets us out of stress, out of depression, out of sadness. There's a mystery, really mystery. A number of years ago, one of our very holy daughters in the church, very holy servant, had to go through surgery to cut part of the intestine. And this was a long time ago. At that time, they do not allow them to eat maybe five days. So they live on intravenous food uh, for five days. The department that she was in, all of them had the same operation. And because of lack of food, they become agitated, short-tempered, they shout at the nurses, they very angry. But this holy girl was moving from one bed to another, carrying the Bible, reading the Bible with them, and every time she sees one of them losing his temper or her temper, she goes, read the Bible, give them peace. I watched that, I visited her in the hospital, and I watched how joyful she is. Nothing disturbs her at all. It is a miracle. Among the miracles of Christianity, among the miracles of knowing Christ, that you, you, you will see this power. There is power therein that you have the joy in His presence. It is actually a payback from the Lord for us. Belonging to, to God must have a price because the devil comes and says, you are robbed from the joy of life. Once you become a strong Christian, you are robbed from many things. This is a big lie. We are not robbed of anything. We are not losing anything. We are gaining a phenomenon of joy that fills our heart with no uh, explanation. With no, the only evidence is proof by experience. One of the good things working as a servant, as a priest, is that we visited people and we saw, we saw the happiness of people of this uh, time. I'll tell you the last story on my stop. The story of a gentleman that was a very successful businessman and very well off financially. And um, he went to Abuna Philopus, who was running the church, the priest of the church in Macquarie Fields. I told him, don't you need a cleaner? I'll go, yes, it's a big church. We need a cleaner. I'll go, I'm available for you. Then the priest sought to negotiate the pay. He said, no, I have money. I don't need a cent. Then the priest said to him, you will come to serve here for free always. And he did. He used to clean the place, come in the morning, turn the light on, get, turn the candles, prepare shorium, things like that, and make production of, uh, at that time they used the uh, cassettes instead of the CDs. 
and he produced a lot of sermons of Pope Shenouda and famous Arabic speakers and gave it to people for free from his own money. We did not, I was there Sunday school superintendent, I was not a priest. And one day, an old priest came to visit us, Abu Moses Lehman. Then when he saw his man, he hugged him and in a very passionate way. And he said to us, do you know this man? He's a cleaner. Then the father laughed. He said, he's the general manager of one of the top companies in Sydney. Because Abuna Frogos was new and I was new and we didn't know that. And uh, when the man heard that, he begged us to deal with him the same way as the cleaner. And um, he had tremendous, I visited him a number of times in his house. And uh, he had visions, true visions from the spiritual world. And he revealed to me one of these visions. And he had dealing with the Lord as if the Lord is his friend. And he died in tremendous peace. He fasted the last 15 years of his life because of an incident that happened to him. He confessed with me some few months before he died. And he told me this story. He was in a shopping center with his wife. His wife went in to buy the shops. He stayed in the car. And he closed all the windows. And he used to pray all the time when I was singing. And he was having tears on his face. And then while he was closing his eyes and dropping tears, he found, he was saying to the Lord, the part that say he wipes every tear from their faces. Then he felt a hand moving on his face. He was not scared. And he didn't open his eyes. But he touched his chest because the tears make his um, shirt wet. He found it dry. He touched his face, there's no tears. Then he said to the Lord, Do you want my tears? How, what can I do? I fast until I die. And he did. From that day he fasted until he died. He was fasting. Fasting means that he doesn't eat in the morning until certain time. Then the rest of the day he is vegan, eats vegan food. Again, I visited him one week before his departure and I said to him, give me advice. Ali, forgive me, absolve me, you are the priest, you give me advice. I said to him, please give me advice. Then after begging him, he said to Father, don't worry about anything. Everything is in the hand of God. Just spend your time praying, enjoying the Bible, enjoying the contact with the Lord, and everything will go well in the church. Don't worry. Don't carry any burden about the details of the sins in the church. Just worry about your one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. His lifestyle was that he 
sleeps very early, he gets up around 1, 1 a.m. and he says the Sbaha, Sbaha is a special hymn inherited from the early centuries with nice old tunes and uh, takes from him a couple of hours. He was in his late 70s or early 80s when he died. And then after that, he bought commercial oven to bake Urban for the Holy Communion. And as he used to drive until the last week of his life, take it to the church, turn the light on, lit the candles, and prepare everything for the Holy Mass, that there's daily Holy Mass in that church. I just remember these models of people. It's not books, it's not theory, it's not psychiatry, it's not psychologists that's telling me this. I've seen them. I've seen the happiness of people that have a strong relationship with God. And I came tonight to tell you there's a mystery there, there's a gift there. Don't miss, don't miss this gift. Because we live in a life that is tough. Sometimes we have difficulties with our health, with our children, with our partners, with our business. Sometimes we lack something. Uh, but the Lord is our support. A lady, I promise that no more stories, I'll say this story and this. It's a lady. It's a lady from Augustine Church, but I knew her. And she had diabetes and um, she had gangrene in her leg and they had to amputate her leg. And um, I went to visit her after the amputation. I was sad, but she was not. And coincident happened that while I was there, the surgeon came to check on her. And uh, she doesn't speak English, neither do I, but the surgeon thought that I misunderstand him. So he said to me, whenever I come to this lady, I bow in front of her because of what happened. I said to him, what happened? He said, because of her heart condition, we could not administer full anesthesia. So she was in pain while we were amputating her leg. But she had this small book, he went to the bear, in her hand, and she was reading the Psalms, and she was smiling. I bowed in front of her, because this is, to me, something that I've never seen. And you can imagine the pain of chopping her leg. She was, what is that? It is the power of God when he comes to visit us. And we, his his fingerprint, humanity, isn't he capable to fill our heart with joy? Isn't he capable to make us enjoy his presence? So this exhibition of emptiness will not face us. This phenomenon that happened in the world, like midlife, midlife crisis, burn out, these exhibitions are not touching us. Because we have another dimension of our life, which is the communication with the Almighty. One on one, we are His children. Glory be to His name forever. If you have any question or
This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.